0: someone said, I'm grateful for my hands. I said, well, how can you, how can you bring emotion to I'm grateful for my hands? And she said, I have no idea. I said, okay, well, what did you do with your hands today? She started, she started listing off. I, I wrote in my journal, I helped these people. I actually created some art and I said, okay, so at night when you write down, I'm grateful for my hands, think about and picture what you did with your hands that day. And that activates your brain and your memories and your emotions to I'm grateful for my hands Mm -hmm. and as you do that and practice that it becomes more of a visceral experience and you become more of a happy and grateful person
1: And now, the host of our podcast, Georgian Benta. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. Today with us, we have Kristen Petrucci. She's a transformational speaker, a corporate mental wellness expert, positive psychology coach, and her main focus is to help men live victoriously. She does this through empowering men to live authentically, and educating them on how to get out of their own heads and into their lives through simple strategies of mindfulness and gratitude. So she's a perfect guest for, for our podcast and I'm really happy to have her here. Kristen, welcome to the Gratitude Podcast.
0: Thank you so much. I am so excited to be with you, Georgian
1: my pleasure so let us know a little bit more about you about your story i think we talked a little bit um, before uh, going live and i'm sure that um, your story in itself is is very interesting and captivating for for our listeners
0: yes well in march of 2016 my husband woke up to the bed shaking violently with me in the bed and our 7-month-old baby and when he woke up he thought it was an earthquake but instead it was actually me that was causing the bed to shake oh my god and in that moment he he was suddenly met with the the prospect of what should i do what do I need to do? And he had to call, of course, the EMTs. And I continued to tremble and quake for more than five minutes. And at the end of that, I stopped breathing. And my husband in that moment lost his wife and lost all of his safety and security. And he sat there looking at a seven-month-old and at me and we also had a toddler, a two-year-old, and also my two children that I brought into the marriage, and he felt utterly and completely alone.
1: <laughs>
0: and I personally don't remember this moment, but I woke up in the hospital, and I couldn't remember my two youngest children, oh my God. and I ended up having some brain damage and brain trauma and for two full months i couldn't be left alone i couldn't take care of my kids i was not able to be the wife that i was and our entire lives changed my husband suffered ptsd from this i suffered brain damage and my children lost the mom that they knew (laughs) and that was just one moment in time where our lives suddenly changed and i don't know If you, I'm sure your listeners have had something happen to them in their lives where suddenly their lives just took a drastic change and the trajectory of their lives in just one instant took just this, this moment of, you know, went from we're all doing fine. And then something completely and utterly out of blue happened and you're left with what do I do now? Well, that's what happened to us in our family.
1: Oh my god! And how how did you get over this situation? And how did you get to gratitude? And I, I, I think it wasn't the easiest thing to do.
0: Well, absolutely, it was not. I, I was very fortunate that I already had a background in positive psychology, but because of the brain trauma that I suffered. I was stuck in my head with negative thought patterns. And I was also suffering from suicidal ideations and the medications they put me on for epilepsy. I I was suddenly hit with rage and depression. And for months, I was suffering from this. It took almost a year before I was able to get out of my head. And the only way I got out of my head was I needed... I had another purpose and that was somebody actually asked me to speak to a women's group and I had I had authored a journal that was helping my daughter with facing her own depression and in this journal I had listed things that I personally felt would help me and my daughter face our own issues and our own struggles And this journal I called, you know, the live victoriously journal. (laughs) And, and I shared that with a friend and she asked me to speak to a women's group. And it was interesting because the next day I went to my therapist and on the coffee table in front of me was a psychology today magazine. And on the front, you know, on the cover was get out of your head. (laughs) And so I looked at it and I thought, okay, this must be meant for me. And I, I opened it up and I read the main article. It was all about the essence of awe Mm -hmm. and get not ruminating and being able to be present in the moment. And then the next day I was reading all these articles about how to get closer to your spouse. And getting electronics out of your life because we were really struggling. It was really a hard time for us as a couple. And there was this, hey, listen to my TED talk. It was actually Guy Winch, a psychologist. And I went to this TED talk, and it was had nothing to do with electronics and being closer as a couple, but it had everything to do with rumination and mental hygiene.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it talked about stopping those negative thoughts. Immediately and thinking of something positive and just stopping it immediately. So that's how I got out of my head and into my life. And in my journal, I'd already published that number one, you rate your day one to 10, and anybody can do it. They can do you just write a little grid on a piece of paper. You write one to 10, how's my day? How was it? The second thing is you write three things that you're grateful for. And then The next thing is, you write three things that you did that were amazing that day,
1: Mm.
0: (laughs) and then the last thing is my favorite part of the day. Oh, I love that. And it's really, yeah, it's it's really something that pulled me out of the negativity. But it took practice. It wasn't just a one day I felt better. I practiced it over and over and over
1: yeah I think this is this is an important point. The fact that we uh, in order to get different results, we need to do something habitually. And I think that that's a really important uh, point that we should uh, communicate. and i I really love uh, this idea of what's your favorite part of your day, like uh, what was uh, what part of your day was was the best one? Because it actually makes you think about it. It directs your your thinking towards the positive, right?
0: Right. Well, and what was neat is I didn't know that this would happen. But the more that you do this journal every night before you go to bed, during the day you start looking for what you want to write down that night. So I'd be going through the day and think, oh, I want to write this down tonight in my journal. This was my favorite part of the day. And so you start seeing more positive things in your day. And with gratitude, I mean, gratitude's not just a, I'm thankful for this. And that's something that I focus on when I go into corporations or when I coach people, I focus more on active gratitude. And active gratitude is a lifestyle. It's about Having it internalized and having a grateful mentality, not just a, you know, I'm going to list three things every night that I'm grateful for. Because a lot of type A people, they could write three things every single night and not feel grateful. It's just a list, you know, checking off that list every night. Yeah. Whereas you really need to internalize and have a visceral experience to be able to be grateful and have a grateful mindset and a grateful, I would say even personality. And you, anyone can have that, not just those people who have gone and, you know, lived in a third world country, let's say, or impoverished country, but, and then come back. Anyone can actually experience an active gratitude mindset by practicing, you know, thinking about something that they're grateful for and then having a memory of that thing. So for instance, I just barely presented to someone said, I'm grateful for my hands. I said, well, how can you, how can you bring emotion to I'm grateful for my hands? And she said, I have no idea. I said, okay, well, what did you do with your hands today? She started, she started listing off. I, I wrote in my journal, I helped these people I actually created some art and I said okay so at night when you write down I'm grateful for my hands think about and picture what you did with your hands that day and that activates your brain and your memories and your emotions to I'm grateful for my hands and mm-hmm. as you do that and practice that it becomes more of a visceral experience and you become
1: Yeah exactly that's that's been my experience as well I felt am more and more grateful the, uh with every sense that i involved in uh in what i was writing like uh, like you were saying with with the uh, with the example with the hands the fact that you you visualize everything that that you did with the hands and maybe even feel how the the pencil you you the fact that you had uh hands to to write with and the pencil that you had between your fingers and maybe the smell of um, the ink or i don't know all kinds of things actually make for a much more profound experience of gratitude and i'm it's one of the things that i i really believe in and i think are very important for people to to understand and to to take in the fact that Gratitude is, for for many, is just a concept and actually living it and experiencing it profoundly is something different, but that can be um, achieved, right?
0: Absolutely. And I think that's what's so beautiful about what you are doing with this podcast, is you are bringing gratitude to the forefront. And you are showing people and helping people learn that gratitude is not just making a list, but it is a lifestyle and it can become a way of being. And I, I applaud you for that.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'm really happy that I'm able to do this work and I'm really happy that people are impacted by it. Um, But I also wanted to, to find out more about how you got into helping men get out of their heads and into their lives. I think this is very interesting. Usually, um, women focus on helping women and men on helping men. And I think this is uh, this is a really interesting uh, situation. And uh, I'm really curious how, how it came about.
0: Well, it, it was very intimidating when I came to decide that I wanted to help men I was working with my business coach. Her name is Kristalie Lee Beck. She's absolutely amazing. And she said, you know, Kristen, you can't just help everybody. And I really wanted to. <laughs> and I was thinking about the people in my life that have had a very great impact on me personally. And then I thought about the people who are underrepresented in my life. I have six brothers. I've been married twice. Currently, I'm married to a very wonderful man who is Italian and Caucasian living in the United States. And I have watched him struggle to fit in uh, to this society. But as a, let's say, he is not considered to be a minority yet in a way he is. And I feel like there's so much focus on empowering women that Which is beautiful. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I've been empowered so much and given that strength. But I feel like the pendulum has swung so much that men have been left behind, that men are not getting the focus that they need on mental awareness and mental health. And I have seen in my life that with the men in my life, they tend to bulldoze clear until they reach that wall that they just can't keep going. And then there's just either i break or i quit or they don't know what to do or they finally reach out for help but sometimes it's too late in fact according to the the CDC in the United States approximately 129 people commit suicide each day and approximately 93 of them are men that die from suicide each day oh my god so more women actually attempt to you know, to die from suicide, but men, when they decide to, to try and commit suicide, they are more, you know, they end up dying from it more. And when I, when I saw that statistic and, and I've seen in my own life how much my husband has struggled, how much my ex struggled with not being able to reach out and find help. And I, as the wife i was the main person that they would talk to i i just knew that this is where there is a need there is a need for men to find mental wellness care and corporations are the best place because that's where you find majority of men and that's where they spend a the majority of their time and most men don't want to go somewhere after work and go get help in fact according to um the, the Anxiety and Depression Association of America, um, they they show that 74% of Americans are struggling with high stress and that it affects them at least moderately each day. And it also states that men tend to turn to things that are more destructive than women when they're stressed. So women will turn, they say, to food and to friends and men will turn to drugs and alcohol and sex, and both turn to exercise or TV and a few things that are similar. But as you see, men turn to things that are more self-destructive, and by doing so, it feeds that cycle of being more stressed, more just more depressed, and more anxious. And and being a woman, I feel like it's even more powerful to say that we need to take care and be cheerleaders for those men in our lives
1: that's beautiful i love i love the perspective and yeah i think it's it's quite interesting for for instance um i've been to all kinds of courses workshops and all kinds of self development and emotional development classes um and the the funny thing was that most of the time uh I I think I was if I I wasn't the only one uh generally there, there were few men and I think that um it's because we generally have been raised not to uh not to think about emotions not to um think that we need help or to to go learn about this part of who we are but rather i don't know do something about it just uh, i don't know play some some sports or drink a beer or i don't doing things that are manly you know and um i think that men really really need this kind of help and um even if it's harder for us to ask for help like for us it's we usually feel at least this is my opinion. We feel much weaker than than women when it comes to to asking for help. We are the ones that are providing the help, and it's it's really harder for us to to ask for it
0: yeah i I can see that, and I have seen that and you know, growing up with six boys in a household, <laughs> um it was definitely more okay for me to cry socially. Than for my brothers to cry, let's say. And I feel like inside of a man and inside of a woman too, there's always a child inside. And that child went through different things, and society put on norms and put on these different pressures. And a child learned how they should respond to stress, how they should respond. And so, an adult, when they're in a situation, they're under high stress, they're feeling sad, they're feeling depressed, that adult responds to the way that they, you know, they they reached out as a child, and let's say a boy maybe cried when he got hurt and he got made fun of. Mm-hmm. Well, as an adult, he's not going to cry, even though inside he feels like crying, which is so sad, because men deserve to be able to be authentic just as much as women do.
1: Yeah, that that's so true. And crying can be so liberating, and uh, it can help a lot with the the built up. Emotions that we have inside, and uh, not being able to cry isn't isn't uh, the best thing in the world because it's it's stopping us from a natural way of releasing emotions, right?
0: Absolutely. I launched a pilot study, and it's still open for people to participate. And it's been amazing to see the responses. One of my questions is how. Men and women want, I have it open to men and women. That way I can monitor the differences of, you know, what men and women want at work. And um, one of my questions is, how, how do you prefer to receive appreciation at work? And it's been very interesting to see that men and women both are just in need of receiving appreciation through TUDE gratitude expressed in person and it's been a landslide um i have different responses a monetary reward a letter of appreciation gratitude expressed in person company-wide recognition and 51 percent of respondents have said that they just want gratitude expressed in person (laughs) and and it's amazing for me to see that you know men really want what women want as well. And that's just to be treated as a human being. That that's what I'm trying to also show is that the pendulum has swung so much in women empowerment, but the pendulum can swing back into men empowerment, but it can just follow right nicely down into the center where we're all human beings. We all have feelings. We all have the need to be recognized and seen and I think it's interesting that in corporations, you could literally have more people be present, more people enjoy their work, more people coming each day and possibly be saving lives just by expressing gratitude in a very effective way. Not by saying, hey, great job, Bob, but, you know, Bob we are so thankful for you being here today you really contribute in fact you contributed in this way and you express you know the way that he contributed or that or that amanda contributed and you be specific in the way that you you show appreciation and the way that you verbally you know show your gratitude to your employee and by doing so that person wants to come back to work because they feel valued and they feel seen and they feel appreciated. And a lot of the responses that I am seeing is that they don't feel like they have enough time to get things done. Um, They have trouble falling or staying asleep. And um, I also give options for how they would like to take care of their mental wellness. And one of the top answers is, Actually, the top answer is they would like to just go on a walk outdoors. Hmm. I thought they would maybe want therapy on site or, I don't know, maybe meditation rooms or something like that. But the number one answer is to be able to walk outdoors. And so it's amazing that taking care of our mental wellness and our mental health is actually quite simple. Mm -hmm. Of course, there's always, you know, the extreme where someone really needs, like me personally, I needed to go to therapy. I needed EMDR. I needed to really, you know, take myself to an extreme level of mental care for a while because I suffered brain trauma and damage. But Mm -hmm. once I had taken care of myself that way, I was able to pull myself out of my head and into my life by practicing the simple strategy strategies that I teach each day when I go into corporations and that is active gratitude and the essence of awe and awareness.
1: Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing about the study. It was one of the the questions that uh, I was going to ask. And um, since we're nearing the end of our time together Let our listeners know where they can find you, where they can get in contact with you.
0: Yes. So I have a website. You can find me at kp-speaks.com or kpspeaks.com. And I am also on Instagram. And that is speaks underscore. And I'm on both of those very actively.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. Thank you so much for being here with us and for sharing so so much wisdom and for being so vulnerable and um, so present with us today. I really, really appreciate it.
0: Well, I thank you and I appreciate all that you're doing for everyone here, including myself. I have gained so much from your podcast, and I will continue to I am sure
1: <laughs> I really appreciate you listening, and I'm really happy that you've enjoyed not just listening but also being a guest on the podcast thank you so much for being here thank you hey gratitude seeker thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this interview i really appreciate it and if you could think of one person that would also benefit from it share it with them it might actually be the inspiration that they need to make their day or maybe even their life much better thank you so much once again This has been Georgian Benta. Don't forget to keep seeking and spreading gratitude.